You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 159 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Corey. My name is Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. And just like that, guys, 11 months until episode 9's release. Just one month down, just like that. Yeah, if I could see it, just like the calendar where the page just falls off, you know? Well, don't, don't you remember, like, right before Christmas, we were like, okay, one. now it's one year. Boom, we got the, we're, at, we're at the one year mark. And now... That month just melted away, and we didn't even notice it. 332 like, days left. Second thing Corey says, drops an F-bomb. Did you drop an F-bomb? No. <laughs> yes. Maybe. <laughs> Play the tape. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. My God. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you. Well, okay. Great. 332 <laughs> days left until episode 9's release. A little bit, a little bit less than that. If you're one of our powerful friends, you'll get your ear on this episode, uh, and then uh, it'll be even less than that by the time it hits the main feed. So lucky you guys. Uh, all right, so let's. I want to. I want to zip through this because the Patriots are going to win the AFC Championship. I might vomit all over the mic, <laughs> so I want to get in as much uh, content here as I can before that inevitability happens. And yes, I say inevitability because uh, the Lord is a Patriots fan. Just look the other way. You I can't get it all over your mic. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. So let's kick it off this week. Last week we had, um, we, we had some mixed news in terms of the Commonwealth. Uh, so we have another Commonwealth update this week as uh, the Skyhoppers are le- leaving the Star Wars Commonwealth. So we want to wish uh, all the best to Ash and Ben uh, at their new home on the web. They, you know what? They were one of the first podcasts to come on board. It's like I think we la- launched with ourselves and TSW and Generation X Wing, and I think I think they may have been the first edition after that. If not the Rogues, then then it was I them. I think Rogues first, and then Skyhoppers. It was yeah, it was one or the other. And uh, so I mean, either way, they were a very early ad. And uh, yeah, we just, I just want to thank them for being a great part of the network and just just to wish uh, wish them all well in their in their new home. Yeah, go for it, guys. All right, so uh, guys, a couple of well, things. I want, to t- I want to touch base on what you said too, Kyle, because I didn't have a chance yet, but I want to say a big welcome to, to Mike and Dan from the Sandcrawlers as well. Like that's – when I heard that news, man, I was so stoked. I thought you would like, be. You know, you're like with the, the whole uh, Commonwealth Network there, like you know, we're sworn to secrecy with certain things, you know, contracts and uh, <laughs> non-disclosure agreements and whatnot, but uh, – once I heard, man, I was I was so pumped, man. Like I always thought that they'd be such a good fit with us, you know. And uh, yeah, now one of us. So yeah, welcome aboard, boys. Absolutely, yeah, glad to have them aboard. Absolutely. And if you didn't, if you're a Power of the Force two guy or girl, if that was your thing back in the day, they did a great, great episode on uh, the the Power of the Force two vehicles last week, which may, may be the best part of that Power of the Force line. They are really, that's really some good vehicles in that set. Uh, Corey, anything for your collection this week? 
Uh, yeah, I got a few things. I mean, uh, not too, too much. I think this year started off a little slow for me, which is fine. I mean, still kind of recouping. So, plus there's nothing really out there, uh, for the most part in what I'm collecting. And I haven't seen any of the resistance toys yet, nor the galaxy of adventure stuff. So, I mean, I got a, we touched on this. Sorry, I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt. What's that now? Kansas City has the ball at New England 21 yard line, 16 what? seconds left. What? Yeah. Is there hope? There's hope that they tie the game and it goes to overtime. There's 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Go ahead, Corey. Uh yeah. So basically, what did I get here? Yeah, I haven't seen much out there recently. But I did get a nice pair of Star Wars socks. We talked about that on our uh on Sith Disturbers for my birthday. That was also really nice. And uh or my good friend, he's a the Knight of the Commonwealth, Rick Villanueva. He got me this awesome uh, Smuggler's Bounty Funko Pop of Chopper, right? For my birthday, and I, I just got it, like, uh, I think it was Thursday of this week, maybe? Anyway, I was super stoked, man. It was so cool. Such a nice thing to come home to. And uh, anyway, I just want to say a big thanks to Rick, man. Like, that really, that made my day. Like, that was really special, man. Like, really, really, really wasn't expecting that. Uh, so now I got actually like two of them, but like one is actually from Tim from the nerd room from uh, maybe a year or two ago and he's yellow, right? Like all sparkly and Rick's is all red. So anyway, you got a nice little, I got about four chopper Funko pops now. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, That's enough now. Okay. It's it's enough of the chopper Funkos. Anyway, we'll see how many more (laughs) they come out with. But I went to, I went to actually went to a dollar store recently. Do they have a a chopper variant? That's not a douche. (laughs) Yeah. It's the non-Candido model. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, like I went to the dollar store, right? And they had these these figurines. I had never seen them before. They're like the regular three and three quarter figures, right? But they're in this like slightly larger box. They're not in the bubble pack kind of. And uh, they come with these like this like equipment that like there was one of Kylo Ren, the Stormtrooper, uh, Chewie. Who else did I get? I can't remember now. There was another one. Probably Finn. Uh, it could have been Finn. I've seen anyway, those yeah, figures you... too. I, I, I don't understand the point of those figures with that extra piece of armor. I can't stand those things. Can't stand them. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. I I, I picked them up for my kid at like $3 a pop. You can't go wrong, man. I suppose so not. Like... Yeah, because they, they, those were in stores for like, I think the retail on those was like $15.99 or $16.99. And it's, they're just stupid. It's just this extra piece of armor for no good reason. Nobody does anybody use it? No. My kid liked it. Like, I mean, granted, like for us, we're like, it's not part of the movie. It's so it's a sham. But like he was like putting it on like like jetpacks, like loving it. I was like, he couldn't believe it, man. Like he thought it was like almost like second Christmas for him, you know? Like he had no way. He, he doesn't get the the difference, kind of, you know. So you show him like, yeah, check these figures out, you know. I got him an old man Luke as well. It was like two bucks or something. Like the three and three quarter, and he, he freaks for old man Luke for some reason. <laughs> that might be the, that he might be the only six year old on the planet who freaks for old man Luke. He loves him, man. That's pretty wild. <clears throat> uh, Carlos, anything in your collection this week? Uh, no, this week no. Next week I'll have a I'll have a lot more. Uh, or actually, I think when I do Sith Disturbers, I could we could probably. Uh, we could probably talk more about that, but uh, so far this week, uh, I, I haven't gotten anything. Likewise, I am shut out. So this week, the glory goes to Corey and, of course, to Rick, who who came through for Corey's birthday in a big way. So again, thanks, Rick. Here, here. 
well, for those of you out there who are looking for the vinyl Cape Jawa, one of the treasures, in st- like one of the holy grails of Star Wars collecting, there's a dude in Edmonton out uh, out the Nerd Room way, ish, and he's got a, he's got one for a cool thirty k if you need one. It's going overtime. Nah, that'd be selfish. <laughs> I mean, I already got two, so. Oh really? Yeah. You want to share one with me? I'll trade you for X-wing, Luke. Sure, let's do it. Done. Woo. Carded? You got a, it's a carded one, right? No, it's actually a. What is it? It's a loose junker. No, not even. It's a, a re. Oh, moving on. This, this, <laughs> nope, that's junk. So, High game. Oh, boy. It's going to OT. More overtime. Uh, so, Galaxy's Edge, guys, really quickly. I was, I wanted to go. And then, you know, Disney announced these gigantic ticket hike prices. And I was talking to my wife and I'm like, we're never going to afford this. Like all four of us going, forget it. It's done. So I'm like, let's just shift our, our long-term vacation plans. But then this, some news came out this week about uh, one one of the rides, which is like a 28 minute experience, so to speak. It sounds killer. And I might have to go back to my wife and say, the the plans are back on. <laughs> I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if I'm 70 by the time I get there and the kids are fully grown, maybe with kids of their own. I got to do this. I mean, it's, it sounds absolutely incredible. The problem with that is that you're waiting all day in line just for that one ride. Well, that's the, that's the thing I told her. I was like, you know what? And I'm, I'm trying to justify it to myself the same way as I justify not going to celebration as me being okay with it by saying lineups overnight and being awake for like 24 hours. Ah, who needs it? I'm 40 now. I don't need that stuff. Who's kidding who? You know, I'm whatever. Yeah, but, well, I, it's it's I all about whatever price, I need to do to get through the day. But God. There might be a thing like, you know, if it's a 28 minute experience and, you know, you're paying that much money to go there. Maybe these things are like scheduled like, hey, tea time's at, f- at 3.30, you know? <laughs> See? Second time. Oh. Hey, man, that, that's what you get when you miss me for a week, man. I'm sending Corey <laughs> the audio of this so he can do the edits. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, One more time and I bounce you off the call, Corey. That's okay. a, that's a deuxième prise. Hey man, this this is this is a self-inflicted wound on your part, but uh I don't control what comes out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, it just it takes practice week after week, you know? You you broke the streak. Ask Kigo. <laughs> broke the streak. Right. Nobody would ever mistake you for any type of Iron Man streak, Corey. Oh yeah, we had this. Yeah, you're you're discussion. not the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Hey man, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> uh, I think Corey's already. So had what's it. the ride? What what's the ride? What what is this this immersive twenty eight yeah, minute ride? Well, you know, like you get you, you get captured by well, this I mean, this is the start of Westworld type stuff. But no, you you're kind of captured by First Order. And then you kind of get shifted around on a Star Destroyer and you're in these different environments on a Star Destroyer. The Resistance shows up to bail you out and, you know, you're kind of just trying to escape the Star Destroyer. And Kylo Ren's in it and you're being shot at by Star Destroyers. And it just, it sounds so immersive and so wild. It's one of these things that you, I can't do it justice just by talking about it. And I was reading the write-up on Slash Film about it. That doesn't do it justice either, but it still sounds so cool. So, I mean, 
somehow, some way, got to get it, got to get to either Orlando or Anaheim at some point and, and and check that out. And even if it's years from now, I don't mind because you're right. The first couple of years, the Lions are going to be sick. Like I said, maybe there is no Lions, man, for for stuff like that. Well, then, yeah, but then there's limited ticket availability. It's one or the yeah, other. Yeah, well, it's, maybe maybe the park will be sold out. Like you know, like maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll have the the permanent. I don't know, like foresight to do something like that. Like hopefully, like I would, ha- I, like you said, like I think most people would hate to spend all that money to go out there and wait all day in a line. That would really, really. That's what I people do Disney- now. That's 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 the way it is at Disney now. You go, you go, and you stand in line for four hours. Now, I, my friend went, and mind you, this was at the height of of Frozen's popularity. But he went down there. Uh, and his his two daughters wanted to meet Anna and Elsa, and they stood in line for four hours. And you might say, "Well, my kids wouldn't do that." You you don't have a choice. Like you're taking your kids to Disney, they want to see Anna and Elsa. They're going to see Anna and Elsa, like or whoever it is their 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 favorite character. So yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get used to the idea of standing in line. Anyway, let's let's park that. We'll see we'll see if how how many of us ever get to Galaxy's Edge. <clears throat> uh, next up, I want to hit on this really quickly. So Todd Spangler, and he's a digital editor for Variety. And he reports that Disney will give a demonstration of the Disney Plus streaming service on April 11th, which, of course, just so happens to be the first day of Celebration Chicago. So, Ooh. yeah, so his, his tweet said, Disney says it will demo Disney Plus at its investor day on, a la- on April 11th including first look at some of the original content for the SVOD service. And so that to me, is, it seems like a lock that we're going to get some footage for the Mandalorian, not just a trailer, but maybe some actual footage of the Mandalorian on April uh, April 11th. Cause it looks like they want to show how this whole thing works. Here's a, here's how this you'll access the service and here's the menus and here's the interface and what it looks like. And Oh, by the way, let's, let's, uh, preview some content here and they're going to give us like a little uh, test drive and we're going to get some Mando content April 11th for sure. I'm booking it. What do you guys think? Yeah, for sure, man. Let's, uh, let's crash the system. <laughs> yeah. Hands down for sure. It's happening. Yeah. That, that to me seems like an absolute lock. I mean, if, if the Mandalorian is one of the big draws for people like us who, who are into the uh, Marvel star Wars stuff, then there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to get maybe a bit more than a trailer. Yeah, that's it. Maybe even the trailer and stuff like maybe they'll have a whole like multiple things, not just the Mandalorian there. You know, like here's Resistance, or here's a few other things you can have a look at, or here's the trailer that just came out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be lots of stuff, but I think the big thing for us is going to be Mandalorian. So the April 11th, I think that's the Friday. You know, I, I would always expect the big, big stuff to hit on the Saturday, but th- this will be one of the, I think this will be like the headline of, of the Saturday edition or the, the, sorry, the Friday edition. So circle your calendars. If they weren't circled already, April 11th weekend. Uh, next up, Richard E. Grant. We got an update on his role in episode nine. He was talking with the telegraph and we've spoken about this before and we all took kind of guesses in the dark about who he would be and we also spoke about um you know the last time we spoke about this guy is he did that one-on-one or that on in-person audition with daisy ridley she was in the room there with jj and all sorts of other people but now he adds in this latest piece that 
when he was told the name of the character he was playing, that, quote, the room went upside down. Uh. Now, I don't know if, did you guys see this, this piece? I, I didn't see the piece. I, I heard uh, some people react to it. Uh, I wanted to stay fresh uh, as much for the show. Uh, and I had uh, certain uh, ideas of what it could be. But to hear that specific quote is like, uh, man. The room went upside down. And again, we've all taken well, stabs we'd, at it. We'd heard, we'd heard that previously. No, no. But like now he's saying the name no, is no, he, what he, made him. Yes, he's saying the name of the, like when he when JJ told him the name of the character, like whoever was in the room, maybe they didn't know. It was know Daisy the, Ridley. Well, we I think Nina Gold may have been there as well. She's the casting director, but I'm sure there was other people there. But when they heard the name, so maybe JJ sat on it. Well, Daisy would have known, I guess. I don't know, but uh, when maybe JJ saved it to tell Rich, Richard E. Grant, so he'd be the first person to know the name. But he apparently. The room went nuts when he revealed the name. So what does that make you think? I mean, it, it, I, I would guess, I don't know the demographic of the people in that room or to the level to which they nerd out on Star Wars as opposed to it being just a job. But what do you think, Corey? Is this uh, is this Kenobi, as some have thought? And Dave Donovan is big on, on uh, him playing Kenobi. Others have, have said Thrawn, even though that's kind of been shot down. What do you think? This is just an off-the-cuff thing, you know. It's not uh, we didn't really prepare for this, but I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm thinking it means something. It has to mean something now. I mean, if it was that significant for him to have recognized, I mean, Kenobi does seem like a really like the the resemblance there is kind of a bit uncanny when people have done that like Photoshop thing to it. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't know if he has his place in this. It's just it's really odd. But uh, Corey, with Photoshop, I can make you look like Ryan Phillippe. Yeah, like, but I mean, they, they just really slapped a beard on him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he does look like. Uh, no, no, there, there is something about. Yeah, there is something about old uh, old Ben that uh, he. I think it's actually the spacing uh, of the bridge of his nose and his eyes are very, yeah, very. Si- yeah, very similar to to Alec Guinness. So, yeah, I was just poking fun a little bit. I don't know. It just. Uh, it it does would signify something to me like either a name of significance that you're just like oh wow like that must be cool or man like this is someone we've heard of before and I'll, again like that that seems I don't know it just it seems a bit out of place now you know like him saying that it's like almost like too much of a clue I mean it, it's it could be any I mean I guess it could only be certain people. And really, we keep going back to Kenobi or Thrawn. But Carlos, do you have anything to add? Is there another name you got there, or you just abstain and just you'll just wait? I think I'll just wait because at this point, they shot down Thrawn. Uh, there was another quote that kind of almost eliminated completely uh, Ben Kenobi uh, from an, from it being an option. Uh, well, when they when they read for lines, he was reading as somebody who was interrogating someone. So yeah, I, I don't I, I don't see how that could be Ben Kenobi, but unless they just wanted to see his act as his acting chops. Yeah, maybe which just would make sense. at the range, like his range. Yeah, like having done uh, an audition, uh, I kind of know that you're not necessarily reading for a specific character. They just want to see how good you are, so that they know what character you could best play. You know, 
and uh, yeah, so I I don't know if, but for me the the first thing was okay, so it's not Ben Kenobi. He's probably playing playing somebody on maybe he's playing uh, uh, Grand Marf, uh, Mar, uh, 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 Tarkin's uh, Tarkin's great clone, nephew, his clone, clone or great nephew <laughs> or somebody stupid like that. And uh, but yeah, I'm gonna abstain. I I could wait till April. Maybe he's maybe he's Boba Fett. Yeah, maybe. And maybe everything in this whole world sucks and we should just stop breathing. <laughs> no, I, I just I think that is really weird. Like, I don't know. There's there's something to it there. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to think about it too, too much. Like, I, I have always kind of convinced myself, like you said, Carlos, that uh, after that interrogation thing, that they were definitely pointing to- toward like uh, First Order Imperial type. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I always had it in my head that while, yes, he does look like he could just slide right in there as, as Alec Guinness, there's always the question of, couldn't you just use Alec or Ewan McGregor? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I And I had it stuck in my head that this guy was going to be first order anyway. So I, I don't know. Like, if, if the room went upside down over a first order agent, if like he'd have to be an old Imperial agent for us to care. Right? Is that does that it seems reasonable? No. Well, the quote, the quote that the, the thing, what the quote does, it kind of makes us think. Oh, we know who this is. Like this is a person that's uh, pr- existed either in literature or uh, he's reprising somebody else's role. Right? Like that. That's what we're supposed to think. Or maybe they want they want to plant those those little seeds so that we we get super excited about it, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just hyperbole for nothing. Exactly. That that's that's the thing. That's what I, that's what I that's why I wanted to stay away from this article as much as possible. But I mean, obviously, it was you know, I knew we would talk about it. And but that that one little piece is like, ugh, like more Todd Fisher stuff. Like, <laughs> well, maybe the maybe the other side to this is that it's somebody that they who are in the know have been waiting on, i.e. Uh, Ray's father, for example. Yeah. For example, I'm not saying that's who he is, but for no, but example, but it could be right. The British, the British accent would make sense. Yeah, the age is about right. Like it, I'm just, I, I don't. But want how to would speak. we know by his name? You know, like well, no, like they, like JJ could say, "Hey, Richard, guess what? You're playing Daisy Risley's father," and the the people in that room would understandably go nuts because they've been exactly. waiting for this. But for, to us, at this point, it means nothing in terms of oh wow, they're bringing so and so back. So maybe it's not an a name that we know. So anyway, I, I guess all doors are. What on. if he's playing Ulysses Plutt, and he's <laughs> and, he, and he just wants revenge on Chewie for tearing Unkar's arms off? Does that know. does that really canon though? I don't know. I don't think it's canon. No, it's I don't just think a deleted so. scene. I wish it was. All right, so there we go, Richard E. Grant. Pulling his his best Todd Fisher impression. Uh, episode nine, guys. They're still filming this thing. <laughs> you know, if, if anybody thought that, well, there's filming enough to do two films, I wouldn't hold that against them at this point. But they're they're still going at it, and it seems like uh, I think some crews have probably started to to scale things down. But it seems like things are still going hard in other places. Um, so you know, why we continue to wait for uh, anything official 
I'm I'm now circling uh, February 5th as the date on which we might get a title because that, my friends, is the next Disney earning call. And as we've come to learn, our buddy Bob Iger likes to drop news there on those on those uh, earning calls. So again, for, as, as well as Celebration Weekend, keep February 5th open. Something big might happen there. And that's that's only a couple weeks away. Anyway, what about two days before at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyway, so they're st- they're at Cardington Sheds filming stuff. I, I think they're still there now. They were last week. And this is like a very historic place. Um, they're these massive hangars that were used in World War II by the Royal Air Force, but now they've they've been used in cinema for years and years, and they were used as uh, the exterior shots of the Rebel base on Yavin Four for Rogue One, and so they're back. Episode 9 is shooting there again, which leads some people to think, oh, we're going back to Yavin. But what do you guys think? Like, are, are Carlos, are we going back to Yavin for Episode 9? Is that another nos- nostalgic hit? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think... Uh, the, the, yeah, I, I, I understand it in the standalones. Like, because you, you want to kind of tie stuff into the saga. But this is the last part of the saga why what's so important about yavin 4 besides almost being completely destroyed yeah there's nothing there's nothing that tells me that this place is important no not at all i I don't know yeah i think it's just yeah sorry go ahead well i was just i was just gonna say in, in the comics similar to what happens at dakar the empire shows up at yavin 4 at some point i i don't know if it's to flush the rebels out but the Empire does show up at Yavin. So either they, you know, they, they trash the place or they've just kind of marked it for, you know, so that they can't use it again. Or we're going to keep an eye on this planet forever now. So I don't know. I think Yavin 4 is probably not where we're going. But what do you think, Corey? Well, it, it's interesting. You know, the, the article we got for this, at the top of the, the header, it's the picture that's there. It almost looks like this is a picture of what you're supposed to be looking at. And if that were the case, then I'd say yes, pretty much 100%. That's where we're going. But it pretty much to me looks like a recycled image from Rogue One. Uh, the, these sheds, like they're, like you said, Kyle, they're enormous. They're so huge. Like it's a big space. Like anything could be filmed in there. So to me, it'd almost be like, yeah, okay, like uh, we still have these sets and props and all that crap. Like let's save some money and recycle them. Like why else would you? kind of want to bring this back other than like for nostalgic feels like keep it in that same familiar sandbox uh that we all love so much like uh how are you gonna convince us wait like it's been forgotten in time and it was once a rebel base and it's kind of like crate but i'm like no man give us more crate like planets like get out there like do more like the only other thing which i can find maybe a little more intriguing is if it had something to do with the force but even at that like carlos said like You'd think something prior would have been alluded to or like pointed at or something, you know. So if it's purely just for nostalgic purpose purposes, I think I'm going to like see right through that, you know, like and the galaxy is so big, man. Like I said, like give us more cool planets like I'm down with that. And again, this is, we have no idea what's in this hangar. So, yeah, no, 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 you haven't for. No, you haven't for. I, I don't want it to be Yavin. And when you factor in rumors that 
we might be revisiting Tatooine in this, or maybe it's Jeddah or Jakku, Lando's return, and all the Force Ghost Jamborees. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm retreading old territory here, but come on. Like, I don't, I don't want this to be the a repository for all of the nostalgic itches, right? Like, let's 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 move on. Let's have a couple of them for sure, where it makes sense. But we don't. Oh. I, I don't want this to be the uh, Star Wars version of this is your life. So anyway. Uh, I'm going I with... Just, I'm sorry, I just puked in my mouth a bit. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I don't want to... Thanks, thanks, uh, Jeff, <laughs> for the update. <laughs> but, you know, when you consider... Like, one of the things in, in the article was that uh, there's, like, 200 horses there. So this this was uh, reported by Fanthatrax. So there's... They're reporting, like, a, a huge number of horses at this location. And they're probably... I'm guessing the same type of horses that were, remember we talked about some set photos way back when with Poe and Chewie and Finn and these horses that had uh, little bits and bobs added to them so they could be enhanced with, with CG later. I imagine it's the same type of horse. So I imagine whatever setting that was is what's going on here at Cardington Sheds. It's, it's just an extension of that sequence of the movie or that setting of the movie. Uh, so I'm going, I'm going with that. I think, if there's that many horses, we're got to be looking at staging ground for the big final ground battle, or maybe it's their new HQ. But it's it's not Yavin. Please don't be Yavin. Uh, all right. Anything more to add there, you guys? No. No. <laughs> no. Very, I, very I just yeah. No retreads, please. Like I think uh, if you're gonna bring in something, make it make it so that it makes the story better. Like I. I like I said, for the standalones, it's kind of cool to get a little bonbon here and there. But uh, please uh, refrain from the fists of ham. That's it. And again, like it played right into the uh, the standalone timeline. So that again, I agree with. Like, if there was something important to it, we should know already. Yeah, like it made total sense for Rogue One to be there, and it made total sense for Rebels to be there. It doesn't make sense to be there now, other than. Let's just do all the vintage stuff again because everybody's going to love that. We're back. And you're right. It it makes the galaxy seem small. Like the rebels have two places they could either hide on, which is, you know, Crate or Tatooine. Boy, what what galactic tyrannical force could figure that out? Very strange. Anyway, uh, here's hoping for some creativity on JJ and Chris Terrio's part. Now, uh, John Boyega, he's still filming, and uh, I don't know if this is the case or not, but he, I don't know if he's at Cardington Sheds taking part in this, but he posted a picture to Instagram last week that got us, uh, again, all a little bit hyped up, So and they're still out there doing big things, and he, you know, his, the shot was his two hands, soot covered, looked a little rough, roughed up, worse for wear, but the caption was, great working day on set. The whole team pushed themselves today to achieve something visually crazy. I've had many moments of shock on set, but not like today, and I can't wait until you know why. Now, I know John has said things like this before, and he's one of the kings of hype, and I love him for it, but this has me excited. <laughs> I just I want to keep hearing that they're doing big things in this movie, and I don't expect anything less, and I don't want to fra- fall prey to the same kind of hyperbole that we just talked about moments ago. But for me, like I, I think it's great that someone like John is still super excited about what they're doing, 
and excited for us all to take it in. Corey, what what was the, uh, what happened to your hype meter when you uh, uh, when you saw this one? I liked it. You know, we we've had so little yet so far. So like any little drop from the the faucet there, I'm kind of all over. And it was a nice picture. Like again, like you had said, like it seemed like a lot of hard work. Him saying that he can't wait for us to see what they did. It says a lot, you know, like you said, he he's he's pumped up for this, but he is, again, easily pumped up. But it seems like uh, I don't know, it seems like it was a pretty heavy, heavy scene they're filming, you know, like uh, and again, like to have that to have fun while you're doing it means so much more probably to the project than like it's a, its outcome or it could be something like, you know, like that's my blood, like something really bad happened and I'm suing the crap out of Disney. <laughs> wait for the details. Oh yeah, just wait for the clickbait sites to get on that. Good lord, uh, Carlos something did... went wrong though. The blood, uh, for sure. Ah, something went wrong. Really? I don't know. I don't know. It looked like a looked like a heavy day on set, kind of. You know, it looked like a little pinprick. I know, some... but it, it it more to me it almost represented like blood like dripping onto him. You know. Hey, you know, if his two hands are in the picture, who took the picture? Yeah, that's it. Come on, John. That's, no fooling anyone. That's this is what I need answered. Who took that picture? Maybe Ray taught him to use the force, Kyle. Anyone can use the force, remember? That's true. George Lucas said it, so that makes it fact. Charles doesn't want to say. Oh, don't do that. No, don't do it, Corey. Not gonna. Prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> that will never stop being not funny. Not funny, but also really funny. <laughs> uh, what about you, Carlos? Did did uh, John Boyega tickle your hype meter, or did you were just like, meh, Svivan next? Uh, usually, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't bite on those those things. But it was kind of cool, man. Wasn't there's it? Some yeah. There's just something cool about it, and uh the most visually stunning and like yeah they all use hyperbole right like he's not he's not averse to to flapping his gums yeah and, i think uh, the big thing is that finn's not playing around in in, in episode eight uh, oh, he wasn't okay. he wasn't uh, but See, what, uh, what about this do you guys think it's his own blood or do you think it's just like makeup blood i think he had a tough day on set. He gave himself a little, little cut. A little bit of blood came out. That's it. Yeah, big money, big money. Anyway, Carlos, continue. I don't know what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Where'd uh, it go, Corey? No, no, I, that's okay. Um, no, I, I, I'm definitely excited. Definitely, like I didn't want to. I didn't want to get excited about a stupid picture, but um, it opens up the doors to so much stuff. Like, yeah, is it his blood? Is it somebody else's blood? Um, is he leading a, a, a stormtrooper rebellion? Oh, is, I hope is so. He tr- is he training in the force? Is there's so much, so many questions, and and Finn is. Finn should be the the hero of this of this. He should be right up there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm interested. Eleven months away, guys. Eleven months. It's gonna go fast, guys. I'm I'm convinced of that. 
Uh, yeah, no, I for for a medium like like Instagram that is all about the visual, it was really for me that what he said that got me all jacked up. Like it's like, and it's all in the context too. Like we know they've been filming since what August or September or something like that, and they're still going, and he's still this excited about what they're doing and the amount of shock moments that he's had on set. And that's just one guy. Like he's, he hasn't he hasn't been on all the sets. He's been on his sets, but yet he still had so many of those moments. He, it's it's really got me excited for what they're doing, and it's it's great to see that he's just he's so excited about what they're doing. I love it. All right, finally, uh, I wanted to just see where this conversation goes. It's something that's been kind of kicked around social media, and we've probably even spoken about it ourselves. But let's let's just give ourselves some elbow room here and. and Talk about this. So is Kylo Ren a compelling enough villain for episode nine? And just for a little bit of context, like we know we kind of go into this halfway expecting that redemption is on on the table. So if you know a guy's gonna be redeemed, then there's not a ton of reason to really fear him, right? So do do we need something else or somebody else above him, adjacent to him? to kind of terrorize our heroes and to put the fear of God into, into everybody, including the fans that no, there's, there's somebody else that can do worse things. What do you think, Carlos is, is Kylo enough? Um, I, I, I think Kylo's struggle is definitely enough. I don't know if him as a character, um, the, the, the character we see in The Force Awakens or the character we see in The Last Jedi, if that character is enough. But I think that the struggle that's moving that character could be enough. If, if I'm making any sense. Well, I think I know what you're talking about because he's so unpredictable, right? Like he could do the most heinous thing one moment, but then have those that big puppy dog look the next where you're like, oh, he's just misguided. Like you, because if 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 the line, I'm being torn apart. Like when he says that to to, to Han Solo. That. That opens up a whole can of worms. What is my motivation? What is my struggle? What is there's so many different questions. What he does on screen, although it's still compelling, is probably. 15% of what the character is probably capable of. So I, I just, I believe that he is enough. I, I, I truly, truly believe that the Kylo Ren, the potential of the Kylo Ren character can, can be taken in so many different directions. And I think that's a credit to a, a little bit of the writing, but more so to Adam driver as an actor himself, because mm-hmm. he's so, he's so believable as a, as a, as a, as a torn character. Maybe I'm maybe I'm out I'm out to lunch here, but uh, I'm I, I mean I'm not a fan of the the Raylo thing, and I but but I, I don't need to see him redeemed. He doesn't have to be this the hero of the story, but his importance is is right at the top of 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 what's what's happening in this trilogy. Sure, as as uh, the youngest of the remaining Skywalkers that we know of, this exactly. being the Skywalker saga, he's 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 paramount importance to the, to this saga. Do you are you expecting him to be redeemed? If, if you had to, if you had to make a call right now, that he I will... have no expectations actually. I, I 
there's a lot of time for me to build this up before I start having my nervous breakdown three weeks before the movie comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to enjoy the calm and tranquility of not having any expectations uh, until that uh, until that moment. But I'm open to I'm open to anything. Uh, like I've always said that I'm going to keep repeating. If the story is good and I'm going to want to watch the movie more than once, they did, then they did their job. Like it doesn't uh, it doesn't have to be a certain way for me to enjoy it. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, Corey, what about you? Is, is Kylo enough of, of a threat to you to carry the movie? Uh, yeah, in a big way, too, man. Like, well, first of all, if they really want to establish him, they just got to set it off early in the film. Like, give us some kind of crazy scene, you know, where to, to put us in his mindset. Uh, Adam Driver has also gone on record as saying something along the lines of, you know, I wouldn't be playing this character if it wasn't that interesting and one-dimensional and predictable. And that's what we've seen thus far. So, like, super interesting question and a super interesting character, man. When you look look at it, like, like Carlos said, what are his motivations? Like, uh, for the most part, from what I've seen, like, uh, there's other things to it, I guess, that we're not aware of. Yeah, uh, he wants to be bad, like his granddaddy. You know, like Vader. He's gonna finish what he started. Vader didn't start anything. <laughs> you know, Palpatine started something, and Vader just got caught up in it. And the other, like, he just wants to make his other master happy, Snoke. Like, how can I prove to him that I'm, that I'm this evil dude that I want to be, you know? Like, so it, he's very, like Carlos said, very torn, torn character. And like you said, Kyle, that's very unpredictable. That's dangerous, man. Uh, if we look at this guy at the end of both films, he's a total mess. He's totally unstable. And by the end of TLJ, like... Like after all these these things that have happened, like where he's been left behind by Ray, which trust me, like that, I think that was a little knife to the heart for him, man. Like he realizes that he is a monster, you know, and absolute power. Now that he has that, like absolute power corrupts absolutely, man. So we give this guy a year to do what he ever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his plan is now, but he's got free reign. There's no one above him, and that's kind of scary. So I think. Uh, they got to establish something like that. Like he just torn the galaxy apart, possibly, you know, you know, he, he's going to call a government shutdown. <laughs> he's going to call out Ray. We do not come out like, but anyway, when you look at Vader, take Vader as an example as well. We got like Vader's mask, which makes him this iconic, huge, crazy badass versus like Kylo's acting like Kylo. We've seen more than we've seen of Vader almost, I would say at these two points in their adjoining films, kind of, you know, like in the respective films at this point. So like by the end of empire, like we don't really know much about Vader at all, man. Like he's kind of like a henchman in the first one, the second one. Okay. He's like pretty much the top dog. And then like cloud city, I'm your father. And you're like, Holy cow. By the end of return of the Jedi, like you're rooting for this guy. Like, ah, like, come on, help your son, dude. But, like, I never really felt for him to, like, even the prequels didn't do a great job of, like, making me empathize with him. When I see the Clone Wars, now that's a character that I feel sorry for when I look at the story as a whole now. I'm like, oh, my God, Anakin, you know, like, what did you do? But, uh, so, again, we, we don't know what happened to Kylo either, right? Like, we have so little information on why he turned. So, like, all the all these variables of the and predictability man like he, he could be like the joker of like galaxy far far away at the beginning i don't know but maybe like i i feel like he's gonna want to like destroy things a lot and just get his hands on ray somehow you know like 
or destroy her and his mom and just erase everything. I don't know, but again, the bottom line is he's a Skywalker, man. Well, where do you say? I think a lot and of this kind this of is depends. That saga. I think a lot, a big part of this depends on where you sit regarding his his redemption. Like if you if you're expecting it, then I think that kind of neuters a little bit the the degree to which you you take him seriously as a villain. Uh, where 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 do you sit, Corey? Are you expecting him to redeemed at the end? Well, uh, I think it's all part of the the emotional tornness of him, you know. Like by the end, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a redemption, but I would hope he chooses the right path. And I'll, I guess it would be up to the audience to kind of decide on their own if he's actually redeemed or whatever. But I don't think they're gonna paint him in the good guy light. But you know, some recognition of his past deeds or like setting setting things right would be nice. I guess I don't necessarily think that means redemption. Uh, but I think he has a great connection with Ray, and I think they're both the keys to think the the final finality well, no, you, of this said, story. Uh, so you said something I thought was important in that I hope off the jump, like early episode nine, he follows through. Like at the end of episode eight, I'll destroy you and her and all of it. And he just he's he's drunk with power. He just wants to destroy. I hope they follow through with that in episode nine and just have him do something nuts. You and you see I mean? that? I think it was uh, express.co.uk there where they, they showed a picture of him stop. with the, stop. the shaved head. <laughs> stop. He's unhinged, bro. <laughs> He's having a meltdown. Is that, was that, did they really do that? Are you making stuff up? Don't, yeah. don't mess well, with me. I don't me. know if it was the express, but. I don't know if it was expressed, but I did see a picture of a shaved Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's like total. It's concept art from the Last Jedi. Oh, but someone I think they were playing it out there. It's like as like the real deal, though. You know, I I would I would love to see him bald in Episode Nine, only to watch the freak out on Twitter. Yeah, I can't. I would freak out too. <laughs> like that Put hair. This, what? Okay, uh, let me make this deal for you, Corey. Let's shave him bald. But put the scar back. Put the scar back and shave him bald because then he's – yeah, you're just going to be a, a true uh, – He's going to be a true monster now. Darth or like no, – exactly. He's gonna, like he, he will look like Dr. He, Evil. Yeah, something like that. Do you know anything about flesh wounds? Do I know anything about flesh wounds? Are you bleeding, Carlos, right now? No, I'm not. It's not a question of that. I'm just saying that the scar moved. The scar didn't move. It, 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 it's it, – <laughs> It's the stupidest thing ever. When, when your skin gets cut and you have to, you have to, you have to suture it closed. You're removing excess skin. Shut up. <laughs> it's just how's it's, that? It's Shut the up. dumbest thing ever to bitch about the scar moving. It's ugh. It's just dumb. <laughs> no, that was strike one for for uh, for Mister Ryan Adams. Right, right, Johnson, and that's that's strike three for you there, Candido. Yeah, that scar did move. Even he admitted it to oh, it. Man. He was suck like, a lemon. He's like, oh, what are you talking about at first? Then he was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, it was just more aesthetically pleasing. It went better with his hair. But had they kept it, we, he's like, had we kept it, we had to shave his head. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> wow. Oh. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, you know what? My my initial reaction is to say <laughs> no. I'm bringing this back on track, guys. God's sakes! I knocked it off track. Shut by, up! By, actually, you know what? I'm knocking it back off the track. Corey, what is it? Do you accept the deal? The deal? Yes, yes. Uh, 
if you can put the scar back, like it would definitely would uh, <laughs> would change this whole thing. Right? Try, try like try and make that relationship work in the last Jedi. Oh my like, goodness, between awesome. him and her having those moments, you know, the Raylos would be like, "Oh no, he's too good for she's too good for him." <laughs> like, why? What's wrong now? It's the same dude. It just has no hair, and the and the scar moves across the bridge of his nose. Like, no, he's a creep. Can't you see it? <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> back, back on the rails uh i'm kind of i don't know like i don't know how i feel about kylo ren specifically because this is a a franchise that again it trades on redemption so if i know a guy's coming back or if i feel he's coming back i'm not going to fear him as much um you know, that said he's just so unpredictable that i i can't get a feel but you know, th- there's a bit of an inversion happening where, so in Empire we get the line, "No, there is an, uh, no, there is another," right? And that's that's there to make you feel like Luke is actually in danger and could be replaced. He's, he's referring to Kylo. <laughs> oh no! Stop it! Why, why do you do this, Corey? Why? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not he'll he won't be born for another I don't know fifteen years, but he's coming. He's coming. Yoda knows. Yoda knows, son. But he he does have that like vulnerability and immaturity to him, right? And that's again, that's the puppy dog eyes thing, and it's it's sort of like that his his tendency to have this boy like tantrum when things don't go his way, uh, and and things like that kind of undermine ultimate evil for me. Like like Pal- Palpatine was ultimate evil, and and I think Snoke was that too, and that these guys are merciless they're calculating it's it's all about me and it's all about my plan and they will just brush aside anything kylo is just all over the place like he's he's obviously conflicted after killing han and he's talking to vader's helmet i feel the pull to the light but then by the end of, of the last jedi he's he's unhinged and i you know people who are hard on the bendemption thing tend to forget that of what he said and either brushing it off as heat of the moment and he's just so mad at Luke that he's saying anything but words matter and to me I think he's just like he's off the deep end at that point yeah this is after he had his altercation with Ray as well yeah after he, once they, he sees they, Luke you know like they come with the me saber, right yeah so I, I don't know I I kind of feel like there needs to be somebody else like Hux is is not in this conversation to me. He can go command the fleet and just go down with the ship and he, screaming and kicking. That's fine, but he he does not put any sort of fear into me in terms of oh oh look who's coming. You know what I mean. And and then again, it's it's all about motivations, right? Like I, th- I think when when we're talking about Star Wars. These, on a galactic scale, what are his motivations? It just seems like he just wants to tear everything down and build something new with he and Ray at the head of it. But it, it, I almost get the sense that he could care less if he and Ray were the only two people in the galaxy. Like, I don't know if he wants to rule anything. What do you think, Carlos? Does he want, does he, do you, does he strike you as the type that wants to rule the galaxy? 
I think it's a through line that uh, all these uh, these dark characters believe that the, uh, they're the ones to 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 restore order and and rule. Uh, but uh, I don't believe he does. I think he's more of a uh, the Joker in uh, the Dark Knight, where I'm just chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's more what I see from him. I think it's more of a, sc- a scorched earth type of guy as opposed to somebody with an actual plan of how to rule. I, I completely agree with you. Completely. Like, he's not a strategist. He's going which way the wind is blowing, which way his emotions tell him to go today. And there's no plan. I don't think to me, there's no plan. He, it, he's a bit like Anakin in the respect that, he doesn't know what he's doing on that level until much later down the line. And like he only like him and Vader, they only they only know how to get what they want by f- by pun intended, force and intimidation. That's 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 my read on them. What were you going to say, Corey? Well, that's it. Like he's I pretty much just thought of like he's in his position by circumstance more or less, like but at the same time, like we have yet to learn where why he is where he is. And I think that's a big part of it here. He's he's been used. We know that. Like I think it's gonna be a lot deeper than we think. Again, like look at Vader. We're at Vader's point at the end of Empire. You know, like you you gotta hate this guy, like this Robo Man, like this scary dude in that crazy mask. I'm your dad. Like I just cut off your hand. Like what? This and that, like, like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just chopped you down, son. Ugh. Anyway, uh, like, you don't know what to think. Like, he, he was kind of cool. Like, come with me, you know. Like, you're like, huh? Like, he wants to take down the emperor. Like, like that's the only little tidbit you get. But then I'm tell- telling you, like, it, it, for me personally, like, when you saw this at the ages you saw Return of the Jedi, if you weren't like begging Vader in your head to help his son like you're lying to yourself man like you're all rooting for him like go back to the light bro you can do it like and you barely knew a thing about him you know so like with kylo what makes it so different like i'm led to assume that vader's done much more atrocious things i i would agree i mean anakin was vader much longer than ben was kylo and again we don't know why we basically know Leia believes Snoke had a high influence and in, uh, degree of influence on him. So, Luke confirms you know, something that. happened Luke, there. Luke confirms that Snoke had already turned his heart. But we have no idea how or why. Uh, well, the why, yes, he wanted to use him. But we have no idea how, how we got to him, you know. So there is that part of it, too. Like, he's just a pawn in this, too. Like, he's kind of a victim. But, you know, uh, he's made his choices at this point. Yeah, yes, you're right. Like, Snoke manipulated and he he applied pressure on the weak points to get Kylo on his side. But Ben also made his choices. You know, you don't get to, I don't know that you get to walk that back so easily, So, if I may say so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know if, if Kylo is quite enough. Like, I I know that he's unpredictable and can do really crazy things. I just don't know if I believe in him as sort of the guy that will that can rule the galaxy. If, if he has his way, 
this is the guy that the whole galaxy will, will bow before. I just, I don't get that vibe from him. And that's why I kind of think episode nine needs a little bit more on the villain side. And I know the, the Knights of Ren, I believe we all believe the Knights of Ren are back, but I also think there may, there should be some additional help up top above Kylo. Like someone swooping in kind of giving some direction. I've kind of put this out there before in the past. I don't know if you remember, but uh, possibly like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, like a mutiny in a way, almost in the sense that like Hux has this like grand goal along with Kylo. Like uh, we're going to destroy this certain thing or just do something really insane, you know? And then at a point, maybe Kylo's uh, Kylo comes around and, you know, Hux is like, uh-uh, like the army's on my side and you're out. You're on the outs. And then it's up to him to kind of like, you know, it's true. He can, like, he's going to probably make a lot. I don't think I see him making any friends in this. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be like the supreme ruler, man. And that's, well, that's the other thing. He This guy has no people skills. Like, he, he a, a good leader needs to be able to sweet talk people onto their side. And this guy has no people skills whatsoever. The only reason Ray ever gave him the time of day is because she felt sorry for him or felt some sort of uh, connection or kinship or commonality with the guy. Otherwise, this guy is about as smooth as coarse grit sandpaper. Yeah, Matt, the radar technician. (laughs) (laughs) I love that thing. That's one of the best skits ever. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So, I, I don't know. That's it. I, I don't have much more to say on that. I, I don't know if I believe fully in Kylo Ren as the big bad in 9. Although, I guess when you boil it down, whoever the lead hero faces at the end is the lead villain. And Rey is going to face off with Kylo at some point in this film. Probably at the end. So, I guess, you know, I, for better or worse, he is going to need to be a compelling enough villain. And I, I can buy in. Like I said, I'm... Carlos, you said it, like you're just kind of just trying to leave your expectations at the door and let the story come to you. That's that's what I'm trying to do for the most part now. I'm trying to leave all that baggage and things I don't want. I'm trying to leave all that stuff at the door. And even I, I think like, look, man, I think JJ even knows that the redemption thing seems quite obvious to all of us. So I think there's a way of doing it that's going to be really interesting, you know, like. I don't know. I think uh, well, what I really liked that mystery box. What I really liked was what Adam Driver said. Um, did we talk about this last week? About what Adam Driver said uh, about how uh, he knew the what the whole arc for Kylo Ren would be. Uh, no, we didn't. Was, is it was that part of your uh, moonlighting on TSW? That it could be. <laughs> Getting mixed up on your pod. I am. I don't remember. Like, you whore. Ah, well, who? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, anyway, so th- th- there was talk about how uh, JJ kind of uh, gave him an outline of what Kylo Ren's whole arc would be. And Adam Driver played the character with the scripts in front of him for seven and eight with the idea of where it would end up. Yeah, because I, I know what you're talking about. It was, it was, he was given, when they first started this pre TFA, it was 
here's the character and here's the end point for this character. Exactly. So, and th- isn't that a slap in the face to everybody who's saying that they don't know what they're doing, they're winging it, they're making it up as they go? Yeah, it's it's a joke, man. It's no, people... that's not true because everyone, even even on this show, like in the early onset, we're saying, well, everyone, uh, but I was not of that accord. I was saying that, like, we everybody was saying, like, no, each film uh, is in written like and the writers and directors get to do whatever they want it's a clean slate across the board yeah but But we said that we've we've also said it that whatever they want as long as it fits in this narrative (laughs) like no that was not what was said back in the day like everyone everyone was like no they have free 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 reign and my argument was that no they have to have this like at least general framework i I believe that i believe i've always believed there's been a, a a very broad stroke 30,000 foot view of where this is going. I've always believed that the, the finer details maybe were not established, but and again, not only for, there, not only for very, Kylo though, it, like, like the whole story, it's a very strange thing that's going on because at the creator level, the JJs, the Ryans, this and that, they all say, no, we're allowed to do what we want. But we, the more, the further we go along, the more we learn that they're pulling stuff out of Lucas's drafts. So they're, they're, they're using a template already. We know that. It's it's this is all very semantic based. I can do what I want. Dot dot dot. You know, but I I've always believed that there's there's been a a roadmap. Like even uh, Kathleen Kennedy last summer, the summer before, when they were discussing the future of Star Wars films, and we're already in discussions of what we're going to do with the future of of Ray and Finn and po- and Poe. Okay, so you already have the endpoint in sight. You. This had to be two summers ago. Yeah, exactly. They they they've always had the roadmap. We we kind of feel every now and then that they don't know what they're doing, uh, uh, or we say that they don't know what they're doing because we're afraid that that's the actual um, that that's the actual situation. But uh, and especially with the backlash. A lot of it's stupid backlash from the Last Jedi. I'm sorry. Like uh, it's, uh, I'm not sorry. I'm, I'm not really sorry at all. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's just stupid. Oh, not my Luke, and well, he would never do this, and he would shut your mouth. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. It's enough. Just stop. You like it or you don't like it, but just stop. Well, and he- I, I think what that did was it's, it's called fomenting discord. Okay, so they're making this whole thing bigger just because you didn't like it. Now there's no vision for Disney just because you didn't like it. Um, How did we get on this? <laughs> uh, no, but it's it, no, because it comes down to the whole story it comes down to wh- uh, what we just said about Adam, Adam Driver and knowing where the whole arc for his character uh, was going from the beginning. So and, and it comes back to. The, the whole thing is is Kylo Ren enough of the villain? I think, yeah, I think I, I think I think he is, and and uh, I'm not a the huge fan of JJ because of what he did in uh, in the past. Uh, he's good at starting stuff and not finishing it, and I, I didn't like the whole Colin Trevorrow getting fired and JJ jumping on board. I would have loved to have seen Ryan Johnson get that that final installment, but either way. Maybe he learned from his lost experience. Maybe, you know, this is maybe what if this for him is his opus, you know, like and and, and uh, they'll build statues to, for JJ 
uh, down the line that pigeons can poop on. Well, yeah, and, and, and Terrio is the wild card. He's the one doing the script with with Abrams, and I don't know who gets. I, I guess Abrams gets the hammer in in yeah. those situations, but Terrio's maybe the guy whose ideas might come to the fore the most, and JJ is just yeah, steering. I get the to ship. put my name on it. <laughs> That's it. That that sounds better to me. Put that one down. But the, like, there's so much stuff out there on both sides that, like, there was a, there was a point where uh, Daisy Ridley had said. Uh, they had originally planned something different for her parentage and, and Ryan Johnson went away from what JJ planned and everybody was like, see, Oh, no kidding. You don't say. And, but then again, like we know that they're pulling from known content. It's, it's just so weird. There's enough fluff for you to build your argument either way. That's it. Like if her parents were to have been important, and JJ, let's say Ryan Johnson got the approval to do what happened in his movie. It may not necessarily be true, but who knows what significance her parents are? Like if you know, like he, he got approval, so it fits within that story frame that they've already created. But it still, it could be, it could be the truth, or it could be a lie. We're still now, at either that way. Point. It it got approved, then it fits within whatever story they had originally cre- created. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're really saying is people just like to, what's the word, Carlos? Foment discord? Yeah, fomenting discord, yeah. Hmm. Add that one to the lexicon. That's what, yeah, but you're right. That's that's one has that's a lot of what, what went wrong in 2018 in fandom is people grabbing a hold of something and squeezing it for maximum damage. To quote a recent blog from a confession. From a dirt bag out there who anyway <laughs> yeah no but that, that's exactly what it is it's just like a lot of those same things that you you, uh, you uh pasha over in the original trilogy are the same things that you're harping on <laughs> in the last movie <laughs> it's like come on guys like seriously it's it's, it's too much it, you know grow up I guess a little. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. We don't have to. Whatever. I can just simply say that I, I've, I've always when I saw what they did with Luke's character, like I was sad at first and a little disappointed, but the turnaround and what he ended up eventually doing was the craziest thing Luke Skywalker could have ever hoped to imagine to accomplish in my imagination. Like it's so beautiful. It's so perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it it works on so many levels for me, too. Um, I get why some people don't like it. I totally get it. And it's fine if if you don't. Like, it really is. Like, you don't have to see it through my prism at all. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the... Uh... Cue the two-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the... Uh... The the people who say, oh, now because of this, Star Wars is ruined. Like, well, n- no. No. Like, it, have there been have there been bad James Bond films? You bet. <laughs> is the franchise ruined? Not by a long shot. It might be better than it's ever been. And you could say that about maybe any franchise where if there was a swing and a miss, move on to the next one. 
You can't do that with episode nine, though. It won't no, spell the end well. of the franchise, but still. Yeah, I suppose you better. Yeah, well, I mean, like I've said, I I would not want to be JJ. Like, I can't think of another film in modern history that has the amount of pressure on it that this film does for more than one reason for one, just to close off the saga and make everybody happy. And secondly, to, for all the disgruntled people out there to get them excited again for what's coming next. Cause if like you might lose a lot of, I expect a lot of people to go, okay, it's been nine films in this saga. I'm good. I'm out. Why is no one ever gruntled? Everybody's disgruntled. That's a good question. <laughs> Can he be gruntled? I'm gruntled. Corey, we've tried to we've tried to kill this segment six times, and you you just <laughs> haven't let it go. Okay, Mister Disgruntler. <laughs> okay, it's actually uh, me. It's my fault. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on from this. I want to know from you guys out there: is is Kylo Ren enough for you as a villain in Episode Nine, or would you like to see somebody swoop in, installed above him, around him, that would be the the another puppet master, another guy who another mastermind, so to speak. Let us know what you think. Uh, and I want to just take a moment now to thank our powerful friends, our Patreon supporters. If you're listening to this on the main feed, did you know that you can get this podcast earlier if you become a powerful friend? And you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash tumbling saber and supporting us from just two bucks a month. And we have Wow, a ton of other content waiting for you there that we produce, and uh, I'm sure that you guys would love it, including uh, Worthy of Recognition, which pe- with people have been enjoying a lot of over the last little while. So join us. All right. Uh, lastly, we got Neil Lowry, one of the great all-time powerful friends. He's bringing us uh, a question to the table, and uh, here it goes. Hi, gang. As per usual... The podcast is going from strength to strength. Hopefully, you you get a three star review soon. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Neil. Beautiful. So uh, it's, it's, the question is very simple: What James Bond villain would work best in the Empire? I love this question, guys. Neil, thank you. I, I think this is so much fun. Um, Carlos, let, I don't know how many you you came up with, but just throw one out there. Who would do a good job? for the empire from the James Bond universe. This is hilarious because it's, uh, it's my boy, Mads Mikkelsen, who played Le Chiffre in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. And since, since he also plays Galen Urso, uh, you could see he's, he's already an Imperial officer, but you could, he can actually turn that character and make him bad. So he's less than a step there. He's, he's, he's already, for me, he's already there. Yeah, like, so it was just an easy choice. It was low-hanging fruit, maybe, to some. But uh, I love that character. I love how calculating and how how uh, he has that little, the, the thing where he weeps blood a little bit. And it's something that you, you could see in Star Wars. I don't know. It's just, I, for yeah. me, it seems so easy. To me, he could be like, <clears throat> like almost like that Thrawn type, the strategist, the number cruncher who just like takes just like all his kinds brother. of data and just spits out the right answer. But yeah, but that that crying tears thing—that's a that's a little bit of Dryden Voss too. Yeah, 
not an imperial, but still, like it, it's it's got that weird little element to it that could make it unmistakably a, a Star Wars thing. I want to see a good guy criteria. <laughs> There's look, a blood. Just, you mean just look in the mirror, Corey? Yeah, it's, not yet. <laughs> I, I I cried diamonds. <laughs> But I'm on the same page as Carlos, man. I have Mads Mikkelsen as well, just because, you know, Le Chief, I love that name. You can see he could be an engineer of sorts, maybe design like some kind of like weapon that would destroy worlds. Uh, <laughs> some, we'll call him La Orabesh. Wow. <laughs> or here's another deep cut. We could go with the, you know, Scaramanga. Scaramanga? Scaramanga. Is that because it's yeah, Dooku? Chris, yeah, Chris for Lee, man. Well, he could be a, a Scaramanger. He could be a Sith Lord or a Count, maybe, in the Star Wars universe. Or or maybe a, maybe a Sith Lord that is a Count. That would be pretty cool. Did you even try? <laughs> this is like okay. this is like walking up to Neil and just slapping him in the face, Corey. No, no, I'm trying to make you laugh. But uh, yeah, the first two ones, you know, they're, they're in the movies. You had to, uh, had to take those uh, that route for a second there, but... Uh, I don't know. This actually is kind of a hard question. Like, who really fits in? You know, like, I like guys with eye patches and dismemberment, disfigurement. So, Blofeld. Yeah, that's it. That that too. Like, so my 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 first cut. I'm gonna say Papa Shango, just because he kind of re- reminds me of like the Night Sisters and stuff like that, like the unknown aspect of the Force. Who's Papa Shango? I thought he was he's a wrestler. Like, he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's the voodoo guy from uh, from WWF. No, he's yeah, he's also in uh, Google it, you turd. <laughs> he's, he's 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 like a voodoo guy in one of the movies. Uh, 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 Samzy, Sam Samity, Byron Samity, uh, Samity, Samzy. Is that what it is? Oh, it could be. Shango. Hang on. That could be. Jeez. Hang on. Papa Shango. I can't believe you did that. Whatever. Same shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're like Mopar. <laughs> Just... By the way, that, that whole aspect of the Force there, like the, the unknown, there's like three different things we've heard of this so far, like the Ashla and whatever the Night Sisters use. So that could be kind of cool. And you see this guy working in the Empire. I just see him being a villain. Who said the Empire? That was the question. That was Neil actually that, said it. Neil uh, himself. It's like, a, it's like a nine-word sure question. It's the easiest question we've ever gotten. What James Bond villain would work best in the Empire? Ah, whatever. I just put <laughs> villain. Sorry, Neil. This is like walking up to Neil and slapping him in the face. Right in the balls. He loves it. Come on. Neil, I, I'm sorry, buddy. I apologize on behalf <laughs> of my brother who's uh, clearly not paying attention. Okay, I wasn't here because my, my next pick, my next pick was Jaws, and uh, as a kid, Jaws scared the bejesus out of me. But I see him more as a Sith Lord than I do, uh, uh, than I do an Imperial, for some reason. So let's loophole it, and have Jaws as a Sith Lord working in the Empire. Sure, why not? They've done that before. Scary, like as a like. I mean, you're not that much older. You're you're older than me. Like, didn't didn't uh, Jaws scare the uh, the poop out of you? Or well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just... like that giant head of his. 
giant head, the, the big helmet of hair, and but like little tiny eyes. Like there was something very dead about the look on on uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, boy, Richard Keel. I don't know. I think that's the actor's name. <clears throat> I, I always refer to him as Mr. Larson from uh, Happy Gilmore. Yes. Yes. With the nail in his head. Um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, he's one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah, I could, I could see that, Carlos. Um, I, I put Blofeld on on the list for obvious reasons. It's it's his aspirations for world domination, but yeah, blow that up to galactic domination. But that that, yeah. that is too easy. Yeah, but, he he kind of reminds me more of like the Inquisitor type. Like he's got a some kind of like special ability, you know. He's uh, the real Blo- henchman. Blofeld's at the top, or he's not nowhere. Like he's. He's he's the Bond villain. It's Blofeld. Like, Dr. Evil's based on this dude. Oh. Then they, then they retconned him, though, in Spectre, right? The uh, Christopher Waltz character is Blofeld. They've somehow meshed that all together. It's it's a really weird thing. I gotta go back and watch how they make that work, but man, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, I went to one of the, I guess, maybe less appreciated bond films maybe because it sucks uh view to a kill <laughs> max zorin played by christopher walken uh, yes sir so like, he's like this lunatic max zorin he's like this nut job born from these weird nazi experiments who eventually rises to power that's a that that sounds like something the empire could have in their employ wow of course <laughs> Is everywhere. Sorry. Uh, Ray is a clone. <laughs> That's like Travolta. My daughter. <laughs> Her name's Ray. <laughs> she lives in the sand. Uh, I also threw in uh, Rosa Klebb. See, I don't know these yeah. names, man. Frau Farbissina. Like... Oh yes. <laughs> Isn't that from Frau? Is that from Austin Powers? Yes, but like now we have to like there's, there's so many <laughs> Bond villains that like if you don't know the Bond movies quite well, the best way to relate to them is to draw the line between which Austin Powers villain was it? And so Rosa Kleb was or Frau Farbissina is based on Rosa Kleb. Like she's oh. she's a very easy choice like she'd be the perfect imperial agent like she's she she would be like the best fit for the isb and she like she could have easily been in rebels as one of callus's like counterparts or mentors in that imperial loyal loyalty service so that that's that, i think that's my favorite pick rosa kleb she'd be great in the empire from the yeah. moment I heard Frau say I had a clone, I knew that I'd be happy because I'd never be alone. <laughs> An evil doctor shouldn't talk a lot about his feelings. My hurt and my pain don't make me so appealing. Sorry. <laughs> wow, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I watched a lot of Austin Powers and I remember that song. How about uh, how about, <laughs> how, how about Nick Knack? <laughs> what? Who's Nick? Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Tattoo? Yeah, Who's Tattoo. tattoo? Is that, is that was it him? Ah, uh, he's the guy that uh... the plane. Yeah, exactly. The plane, the plane. 
Yeah, Nick. Yeah, he was. Oh. He was. Uh, yeah, Nick Knack. I think that. Yeah, I remember that. I can definitely see him in Star Wars, but I'd see him more like in Jabba's court than with the Empire. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, Thrawn's henchman in a way, something like that. Like some really? kind of cool, like little little guy character, you know? Like uh, Rook. Yeah. What about uh, here's here's a very like bland, overdone toast, Alec Trevelyan. Yes, Sean Bean. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, man, that's that's the deep. That's the best one out of all of them to be an really? Empire dude. I yeah, was a he'd boring be a perfect. Pick. Like one. I left him off the list completely. I'm just throwing him out there now just to keep the conversation going. But you you think that picks a good one? Yeah, dude, he could be Agent Callus. I was just going to say he looks like Hot Callus. Like he could play Hot Callus. I suppose. Yeah, a younger Sean Bean a bit, but uh, no well, love for. Goldfinger is he or is he just he's I mean he's got the the gold robe Gold. <laughs> what about uh Dr. No yeah 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 odd job thrown around his hat <laughs> you picture a stormtrooper throwing his bucket around everywhere and it could be like a pair the odd job and knickknack he could be like an assassination team or something <laughs> Yeah, like R2 and 3PO. Bays and Chirrut versus Odd Job and Knickknack. Yeah. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> uh, who, who else? Um, what about um, Scotty Down? Also Boy. from. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh my god, this conversation's not going well. <laughs> Surely not. Oof. Surely not. Oh wow. Boy. That's uh <laughs> I got a I got a hat trick of F bombs to look for in this edit. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry, but <laughs> goodness gracious me. Um uh, no, but I just because you know what happens is that we we're talking normal, everything's fine. We're 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 you know uh, trying to make sense, and then all of a sudden you start bringing up Austin Powers. <laughs> And then Corey brings out Nick Knack, and then you brought up Mr. Fuji throwing his hat. <laughs> Why are we doing another WWF thing? I don't know. Papa, Papa Shango and yes. Mr. Fuji in the same episode of a Star Wars podcast. This is a disaster. Talked about Bond villains. I'm sorry. How does that not trigger the, the, the I don't know, man. It's like it's another dimension, a portal opened. <laughs> Oh, all I need I don't to know. do is I step was keeping through. it together until Corey brought up Papa Shango and Nick Knack, and then <laughs> the thing just went off the rails. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god! What about uh, Zenya Onatop? I was trying to think of the name, the other villain from from Goldeneye, because I, I I have a feeling Corey wants Sean Bean in just because Goldeneye's secretly his favorite Bond movie. Uh no, it's my secretly uh, one of my favorite video games ever. The video game, yeah, that definitely. But yeah, there was there was some like Xenia on the top was hot, man. Whew. Definitely better than Natalia. You should have been taking Xenia home. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess Imperial wise, yeah, she kind of looks like a Governor Price. Like oh, I can't remember her name. I can't believe that she's uh, the original Phoenix, man. She's Famke the original Jansen. Jean Grey. Famke Jansen. Yeah. Oh man, she's so good. Wow. Uh, that's it. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tapped out on on Bond villains. 
There's a couple from who's who's that turd <laughs> from the the second of the Quantum of Solace. Just like it was just he was, I was like the that's wife? the villain. He sucks. It's the wife. Yeah, but he's the he's the through line throughout all the throughout the whole reboot, isn't he? Well, the Spectre is. No, see, hold on. He's the guy behind Le Chief. Correct. He's in Quantum of Solace. He's um, he's not in Skyfall, and I didn't see Spectre. So you said Spectre. No, he he dies for sure in Quantum of Solace. They they leave him out in the desert. With the, mm. I think I think Bond leaves him with like a a quart of motor oil or something. To, oh yeah, if, you're if right. He, if he gets thirsty, yes. so he's he's toast. But his organization, the one that he, yes. It ca- that carries through. I think I think it's Spectre. Hmm. I've been trying to rent it on uh, because I have all the, the you know the the scene club uh, the movie points and stuff, and I I use the the points to rent movies. But it's none of the Bond movies are actually able. You can't even rent them. Really? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I've been wanting to uh, to check out Spectre for a while now. You guys said Pres- good things about it, and. Uh, I'm surprised none of you guys said Javier Bardem. Yeah, well, he was in uh, Skyfall, right? He was yeah. in Skyfall. He was actually that was creepy, creepy, man. When he took yeah. that piece out of his face there, and like, yeah. I was like, oh, that damn, that's creepy. Yeah, I thought I thought he was too creepy for for the Empire. Like they would see him as like totally damaged goods, and like, no, you're 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 not a fit here, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they they were not. Uh, they weren't very open uh, to. Uh, like he fits in Star Wars, but he doesn't fit with the Empire. Like he was, exactly, they kicked him out. He, he, he becomes gotta, a bounty hunter. Yeah, well, I said he's got to get in good with like one of the higher ups and be like, you know, you're like my you need my henchman. Like if Diaperhead could be could be a bounty hunter, like so, Javier Bardem could be a bounty hunter easily. Absolutely, you could see him and Boba Fett actually like coming at odds. Yeah, I don't know. I could. Yeah, you could totally see that. All right, uh, there we go. We got more mileage out of that than I thought we would. Yeah, mileage. <laughs> um, <laughs> a mile high. <laughs> you don't say. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Neil, thank you for the questions, sir. Uh, if you want to be a part of this podcast, you can send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com, and we will we'll plug them into the show notes if we get them soon enough. And uh, I would like to thank our good friend, over at E14, Emotionally14.com, and uh, the Admiral at Talk Star Wars, Mr. Rob Wade. I want to thank him for endorsing this episode of the podcast on his website. We are proud to be part of the uh, E14 endorsed family. So go check that out. Go check out his podcast, all the things he does over at Emotionally14.com. And so that's it, guys. Let's uh, let's plug our social media channels. Carlos, where can people find you? Find me at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook uh, as Carlos Candido for my music page, or you can uh, mosey on over to Patreon at patreon.com/slash Carlos Creates and throw a few bucks my way and be part of our community that gets to listen to my new songs every month and uh, all the other fun stuff and creative process that goes behind that. So Carlos Creates on Patreon.com. Beautiful. And Corey, where do people find you? Well, I'd like to invite everyone to come to our lovely 
beautiful closed Facebook group where uh, there's just a lot of cool stuff happening, man. A lot of cool people. Come check it out. Just join us, man. And, we, we, had a, uh, we had a lot of signups th- over the weekend. So if anybody's yeah, listening, cool. hello, everybody. All you, I mean, we had like a dozen signups to the group this week. Thank you guys for jumping in. Uh, have some fun in there. It's it's your place, too, to hang out and, and talk Star Wars. So do that. Corey, keep going. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So reach out to me there, man. Like a lot of fun again. And if not, you can hit me up on Twitter at Chump Rules with the Z. Awesome. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber everywhere. That's Twitter, Facebook, uh, the closed group. Come join us there. And on Instagram where I don't post a whole lot, but I'm glad to connect with you there anyway. And that will be it, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode 159. Our powerful friends will be treated to another insane edition of Sith Disturbers later this week. So if you want to hear that, uh, you know where to go. Patreon.com slash Tumbling Saber. You get access to that exclusively. Uh, and all the other Sith Disturber episodes that we've done. And there's there's a lot there to uh, to gorge yourself on. So check it out. And we'll hope to see you there. So that's it, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you all later. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider. It's harder just to see. Say